Hey, 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 everyone. Fraser Brooks here with the Network Marketing Ninja Podcast, episode 120. I hope you guys are doing well. I hope you guys are excited. I hope you guys are looking forward to the future of your network marketing business and the network marketing profession as a whole. Today, I have a super special guest with me uh, all the way over in the UK, which sounds weird because obviously I don't live in the UK anymore, but like you literally live, like, I don't know, like 40 miles from where my hometown is. Um, but it's the wonderful Laura Hibbert. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. I'm so excited to be doing this, literally buzzing. <laughs> <laughs> well, Laura, Laura recently started her own podcast and as, as well as being, uh, you know, in, in the beginning phases of her network marketing business, but definitely not in the beginning phases of a commission check uh, kind of collecting side of the business. It takes many, 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 many years to, to generate a residual income, but she's been able to do it in a shorter period of time, especially for the experience that she has in life and obviously in um, in the industry as well. So, Laura, maybe you can kind of talk to us. You mentioned to it like really briefly behind, but like before we kind of started this podcast episode. But just share with the guys a little bit more about your background, your upbringing, and kind of how you found network marketing. Yeah, of course. So I joined. It was nearly three years ago now so it's coming up to my third anniversary which is crazy so when I stumbled across the industry I was actually at university and I was studying law um all my life I was told go to school get good grades get a good job my parents both come from just working class families like my mum and dad still both work six days a week work all hours god sends for minimum wage so growing up I always knew that I wanted different and because I was I wouldn't say clever, but I knew how to pass exams very well. Um, I was told, go to school, get good grades, get a good job. So all the way up until uni, I actually loved school. Like I loved education. I was that absolute geek that never had an attention in school. Um, yeah, so when I got to uni and I started doing law, I hated it. And I was just like, this is not for me. I don't want to go into a nine to five. The thought of a nine to five used to make me feel sick. I knew I wanted to be self-employed, but I didn't know how to get there because like I said, I've not come from money. I didn't just have funds to start up a business. So literally came across the opportunity on social media, like so many people come across the opportunity now Mm -hmm. and just absolutely threw myself in with both feet. By the time I graduated um, with my law degree, I was able to go into this full time. So I've actually never had to go and get a full time job, which is just. You know, it's that's so crazy. You and me are very similar. Right. Um, We're very similar in terms of like I was the geek at school. I actually enjoyed going to school because I felt like I was, I was doing all right, right? Like you have yeah. exams, I was, you know, naturally just like, you'd be all right with it. And up um, in class all the time. I know the answer. I, I know the, and, then, and then it gets to the stage where it's like, you know what, I'm just going to pretend I don't know the answer. Yeah. Hate <laughs> but then when I went to uni, I, I hated it. I, I absolutely hated it. And I started network marketing a week before I, before I finished my uni exam. And then I, I never got a full-time job as well. Now, some people will be listening yeah, some people will be listening thinking like, oh, yeah, you, you don't know how it is. Like, da, da, da. No, no, we, I mean, I, I definitely, you definitely have. We've worked with a lot of people who have the full-time jobs and all that. And we're extremely grateful and blessed to, to not be in there. I've had obviously other jobs as well, which have been, have been fun. But what was it? What was it? Do you remember the post that you saw? Obviously, we don't mention company names, product names and stuff, but do you remember the post that you saw that made you just go, I've just got to reach out to this person? 
So it was, my upline at the time had just got a Range Rover Evoque. And okay. obviously I was only 21. My Like a Range Rover was always my dream car growing up because mm -hmm. like I said, I don't come from money. Like my dad drives a Corsa, very, very basic. Right. Nothing wrong with that. I used to have a Corsa. Um, so it was seeing the Range Rover and I was like, what is this girl doing? Like, she's got all this money. She's got time freedom. She looks like she's genuinely enjoying life. Mm. Um, so it was kind of that. It was like the lifestyle that drew me in, not knowing that there is so much more to it than that. Like, the, the amount that I've grown as a person is just crazy. I was a different person at uni altogether. It's mad. So so because, because you, so you're in this phase, you're in university, but you're thinking... I know this is going to be good getting this degree and having it so I can get a job, but I don't want a job. Like I yeah. want to work for myself, but you don't know what, you don't know what to do. And then you see this person who seems to be doing what she wants to do. And yeah. she's this is online and you're thinking like, I've got to ask. So you, you reached out, you asked, you joined the business. What's happened in that kind of, in terms of your business, what's happened in that like three, almost three years that you've been involved? Yeah, so the first three months were very slow for me mm. and I had basically no success. Like I've made some money from sales, but then when it was on to recruiting, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I was like a fish out of water. Like I genuinely didn't know what I was doing. And I didn't like bring anyone in for those first three months, but I was trying and trying and trying. So if anyone's listening to this and you're new in network marketing, Please don't give up in the first three months because right. nothing's happening because you never know what's going to happen. So I went the first three months with no one. Then my fourth month, I had 18 signups and okay. went on to be like the number one recruiter in the company that month. Mm -hmm. It just exploded out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. After six months, I hit like one of the prestigious ranks in my company where you qualify for the car plan. Mm -hmm. So that's when I went and upgraded from a little Corsa to a BMW. So I didn't get the Range Rover because everyone had a Range Rover. So I was like, I want to stand out. Yeah. Um, so I went and got a BMW instead. So in terms of six months, it was as if I had success quite quick. Mm -hmm. Then it kind of plateaued. And this was a struggle for me because I was like, right, I'm doing everything I possibly can nothing's happening and that's when the comparison kicked in oh my god like comparing myself to other people was the worst thing that I could have ever done because my business stopped growing for 15 months it was just at a constant plateau where I couldn't get past that next point mm -hmm. like at everything that I was doing I just couldn't get past it and of course, in network marketing, like I'm really, really honest with my journey. You're going to have ups and downs. It's completely normal. And I think sometimes people only see the ups. They only see the highlight reel. Mm -hmm. It genuinely does take blood, sweat and tears to get to where you want to be. So I had success quite quick in six months. Then it was pretty much 15 months of it staying the same. But I was putting so much work in at the time. Mm -hmm. And then I hit a phase where I was like, right, Laurie, you need to chill out. Like, you need to just let this happen. Because I, I, I found out that I was basically putting too much pressure on myself on wanting to hit the next promotion. And instead of actually going towards it, I was pushing it away from myself because I wanted it so much mm -hmm. I was literally living in a state of lack where I was like I don't even want this because I was so stressed out as soon as I let go of that 
and I started putting my energy back into other people I hit the, the next rank and then the next rank after that became a six-figure earner qualified for the success holidays and did everything that I ever dreamed that I could do in network marketing mm-hmm. and have helped so many other people along the way it's insane I think it stands now I've I've helped over 340 people personally in the past two and a half years launch their business and for me that's what it's about I joined to make the money but I found that my true passion I want to make a big input input Ah. (laughs) I want to make a big income but make an even bigger impact and for me now the focus genuinely is just on trying to help as many people as I possibly can yeah and that that bigger impact will lead to bigger incomes you know it's like the question I guess I get asked a lot is Fraser, how do you go from a six-figure income earner to a seven-figure income earner? And how do you go from a seven-figure income earner to an, an eight-figure income earner? And it's impact. It always comes when the, when the mission is bigger than the commission, the, the, the commission is then never an issue. Uh, and that's kind of crazy. So you it took you three months and, hey, a lot of people will be listening thinking, three months is slow. I've been in for three years. and it, I know people who've been in the industry for 30 years and have still not had any success and that's mainly because they're not honest with what they actually want from the business. They just want the community more than anything. But yeah, it's another issue. So I think some of the things I'm picking up on is for those of you guys who are in a plateau, it's good. Plateau is usually, you know, a flat, a flat kind of surface. And think of it, if you want to spring up, would you want to be springing up and on an incline, a decline or a flat surface, a flat surface? You know, diving boards are flat surfaces, right? And that's that's what you need to, that's what you need to spring into the next level. And dips in your business are healthy too you know we, we have detoxes where we we kind of like have a dip in our you know in our weight when we want to kind of like get a little bit healthy we have a detox we have a dip in our weight it's healthy right the stock market it climbs it has a correction it's healthy um all of these things are, are healthy so the one thing that comes to my mind when you tell me your story is three months of selling 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 not really getting anywhere it's just you 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 feel like you're you're working hard and you you're, you're getting paid less than minimum wage and then you get those 18 signups in a month what yeah. was it was it the belief that it was like this product is just amazing i love it or my customers love it and it gave you the belief to talk about the business side of things more or was it just like nah screw it i'm just i'm going to just going to go do it yeah i think something hit me where I was like right I'm all in um I think what it was is I met my upline for the first time and I said to her I'm going to hit the next promotion next month and she looks at me and she was like hmm. right okay because to get to that next promotion it like it wasn't done through what I was doing previously so not that she doubted me but I think she probably thought right who's this kid and why is she saying that she's gonna <laughs> hit this big next rank when she's like done nothing so far and for me when I say I'm gonna do something like you best believe I'm gonna do it for me I kind of put this pressure is good and it's bad mm-hmm. and there's like a certain balance that you've got to get but for me, sometimes I will put so much pressure on myself that if I, in that in that state, them, them years ago, two and a half years ago, three years ago nearly, it was like, right, if you don't hit this rank this month, like, that's it, it's the end. Like, I couldn't see past that rank. That's how much 
pressure I was willing to put on myself to get the job done, which you have to be careful. It depends on your personality. It depends if you thrive under pressure or whether you just cripple under pressure. I'm good at thriving under pressure. So it was basically just going all in, pure focus. I'd finished uni and I was like, right, if you want to make this happen, if you want to make a full-time income doing this, then you need to go and do it. And I was just all in. Like, I don't even think I slept that month. <laughs> I was just like, I'm going to do it. I've told her I'm going to do it. I need to make sure I do the rank. And I was up until gone midnight because it's an American company. You have a bit of extra time at the end of the month. And I was up till past midnight, like trying to text people like, you doing this, you doing this. And, and I did it. So I think it was just a turning point where I was like, okay, I'm fully committed to doing this. And I feel like anyone can do that. So many people say, oh, I'll wait till X month because it's the perfect time. And it's never the perfect time to do anything. I truly believe that if you want to go get something, go and get it. The only person standing in your way is yourself. Quit with the excuses. It's literally you or someone else is going to do it. Yeah, no, it, it, it's so true. I, th- I think there's the two types of pressure. There's motivated pressure and there's desperated pressure. A lot of people get desperate and that's why they join network marketing. I've got no money. I've got no money. I've got no money. They join and they try and make the money because they need the money. When you need the money from network marketing, it, it's, it's bad. It, yeah. gets, it gets ugly. It gets bad. But when you're motivated to make a difference in your life by creating a second income or creating a way out of, you know, out of debt or creating a way to freedom, it's completely different. And when you, when you really establish that, usually desperated, pre, desperated pressure comes when, you, as you say, like, I, I, need, I put my goal to hit this rank uh, by the end of April and you're nowhere near it by the 29th of April. And you're like, oh, if I don't hit this, I'm yeah. a failure. Because Mary did it and Sarah did it. And I'm way better than Mary and Sarah. They know nothing compared to me, right? It, it gets a little bit messy. So um, I, 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 lo- I love your story. I love, I love what, what you're going through and the success you've had. I love that you've had, a, like, in your eyes, a slow kind of start, right? It's, it's quite, it's a good start, right? A slow start. <laughs> And then the spike and then the plateau, then the dip, and then now, now the growth. So you've had a lot of the phases, a lot of the seasons. When it comes to social media, how do you turn up? How do you show up? Because I guess because you joined through someone on social media, it encourages you, makes you think, well, if I join on someone else's post, like other people are going to join from my posts. So yeah. how do you go about social media in terms of your like weekly plan or what you're posting or how you're getting more customers and more distributors to, to, to your team? Yeah, so when I started, I didn't really have any social media background. Like, I didn't have the big following. I think I only had 450 followers on Facebook. Thousand fr- uh, 450 followers on Instagram, 1,000 friends on Facebook. Didn't really know anyone from outside of the UK. Mm-hmm. Seeing what my upline was doing, so I was like, right, I need to get myself out there on social media. And I wasn't one of those people that post pictures of themselves or share the, like with what they're doing on life genuinely thought Facebook was for old people to play Candy Crush on because that's all my mum and dad did (laughs) (laughs) on Facebook playing Candy Crush and I was like right okay (laughs) um so when it was like right okay you need to start posting on your social medias I was like right okay I need to kind of crack this and I think so many people come into network marketing and they think that they need to be this structured robot and 
so often people lose themselves mm -hmm. they forget that they're an actual human being with an actual life because all they end up doing is promoting recruiting recruiting sales 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 recruiting recruiting sales sales and there's no personality shining through mm -hmm. and this was something that I feel like I cracked quite early on and I feel like this is why I've had so much success is because I just share me my life what I'm doing kind of say to, to like to my team and stuff use it as if it's a diary so like as if you'd say dear diary today I've been on a walk and I've been out for a nice meal share that with people because so many people are genuinely interested in what we're doing people are nosy like it's nature for people to just be nosy and they want to see what you're doing in your day-to-day -day life and once you start posting about yourself people get addicted people will start thinking Where's Laura? Why is she not posted a story today? She's normally going for a walk at this time. She's normally out eating food. Like, what's she doing? And if you stop doing that, people will miss it. People like to watch. So for me, my social media now is literally just sharing what I do, sharing the success that I've had, but also I think it's so important to share the success of others. So you need to be celebrating your team you need to be celebrating everything in your company mm -hmm. you know whether it's uplines downlines sidelines everyone is one big family in your company um it's so important to show the success of others to show what is achievable mm -hmm. obviously without exaggerating it and all that kind of stuff um so, so when it comes to the celebration side are you meaning like someone in the team is rank advanced and you're like yeah big shout out to sarah for Hitting a yeah. or getting a car or, or whatever it might be. Yeah, so like if someone has launched the business, welcome them. If someone has, you know, joined, welcome them. Do a congratulation post. Like mm -hmm. it's a huge achievement that someone's actually taken that first step because so many people are scared to take that first step. Then it's just like if people have had other success, like they've been able to pay off a certain amount of debt. People are always quitting the jobs, getting the car plan, all this kind of success. I think it's important to show what can be achieved, mm -hmm. um, no matter how big or small. And I feel like this is also where people get mixed up, is they think that in network marketing, to show success, you need to show this like big success. So you need to show the Range Rover, the BMW, the big massive house, you need to show that you've quit your job. You need to show, you know, that you've got designer bags, designer shoes. And people get it so wrong because think about it. How many people out there looking to make an extra income can relate to Range Rovers, designer bags, massive houses, quitting jobs? They can't relate to it. So when people see that kind of stuff, a lot of people think it's too far out of reach. So they think it's unachievable. Whereas if people celebrate their own small wins, I don't know, maybe you've made a bit of extra cash so you can have an extra takeaway on the weekend, mm -hmm. or you've been able to buy your kid a magazine in the, in the supermarket that you wouldn't be able to normally, or you pay £10 off your credit card. Mm -hmm. It's these small wins that people need to be celebrating because if someone's looking to make an extra income, you're going to be so much more relatable to that person mm -hmm. than the person making a million dollars a year driving around in mm -hmm. a Bentley. Like, yeah, right. It's funny, you know, you say this because I'm a great believer in people want people want to be a people want to follow real leaders, not right leaders, right? 
You're better being someone who's real than right. Like, you know, you go to your family functions and Uncle Brian's there and Uncle Brian's always right. And it's like, oh, shut up, shut up, mate. Like, just, just do one, just shut, just, just have a day off, will you? Because it's always right. But you know, it's funny you mentioned that because the first brand that I ever created, and it was 2010, was become a thousand air. Now, a thousand air was someone who had a thousand pounds, not, not a millionaire, not a billionaire, a thousand air. And the reason why. Yeah. I remember- uh, yeah, and I remember people were like, oh, "What the hell is this thousand there? It sounds a bit weird." It's made up a word. It's a thousand. It's a thousand pounds in your bank account. Like, oh, that'd be nice, right? And I'd be like, "Why? Like, how is a thousand pounds nice?" But so many people are in their overdraft. They've got credit cards. They've got debts. So the idea of having a thousand pounds, like what you're saying, like you know, paying your credit card off, or even just literally, you know, going going away for the weekend to a, to your city and having a night out and staying in a hotel there. Um, and since I created that brand, it, things really took off because people started to think like, okay, he's helping, and this is the key, which I think is important. Yes, celebrating the small wins is amazing, but if because you are celebrating other people's wins as well, people now go, Laura is helping. Abby, Becky, Claire, Debbie, you know, Elizabeth. She's 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 literally helping all these people. So now they look up to you as if I want to get a change, I need to go to Laura. Yeah. And is that a have you found that people come into your inbox and say, like, Laura, like I want to know more information? Is it because you're 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 mentioning it in your posts, or are you also reaching out to people as well and, and seeing if they they'd be open? Yeah. So I pretty much built my business on cold messaging because like I said I didn't have a big following no one knew me and I didn't know anyone and then once I'd cracked the attraction marketing Mm -hmm. once I started doing all of this different stuff on social media I would say after about six months that was when people started coming to me and it is literally through what you post you need to attract people into your business so this is why it's important to show you as a real person but also show all this other stuff like the success because like you just said if you're constantly shouting out people people can't ignore that because they're going to think what this person's paid off the credit card this person's been able to do this, this person's done this, this person's done this, Laura's helping all of these people, like, how is this possible, could she help me, I've got a credit card, I can relate to that, so it's posting stuff that, that real people can relate to, but then also obviously showing off the big successes, because there's so many people that do have massive success in network marketing, that have never had success in anything else before, Mm -hmm. and I do think, yeah, it, it literally is just the attraction marketing the way that you word stuff celebrating the successes and making it relatable to other people so that it it's kind of like planting the seeds in a really in a really like clever way I always think indirect is so much better than direct Mm -hmm. a post like I don't know recruiting now blah 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 10 spaces left want to make an extra income blah 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 that's like a direct post then an indirect post you've got something like um so grateful to have the time freedom to be able to just go and have cocktails in the middle of the day today i'm celebrating lauren who has been able to pay off an extra 50 pounds off a credit card it's indirect you're not saying what you're doing like how do you you exactly 
people are going to think, right, one, how is she going for cocktails in the middle of the day? Why is she not time to do that? Why is she not at work? Who's Lauren? Who has paid off a credit card? How has she helped her pay off a credit card? And it's planting the seeds in a really clever way because for me, I call it curiosity marketing. The more curiosity that you can create, the more people come into your inbox. Do you know the amount of people that message me and say, yeah, but your posts don't say anything. You're not even telling me what you're doing. And I'm like, hello, you're in my inbox. I know. <laughs> That's the point. <laughs> well, you know, and the funny thing is that they're reading all this. What do you think they're doing? They're, they're going into your story and then you're showing like the cocktails with, and you know, cocktails with Lauren in the story. And they're like, what? Like she legit is actually like, she's real. She's actually like, you know, so I always say that you've got to create curiosity instead of raise resistance. So you've kind of put it in a different way in terms of direct, indirect, direct, you're raising resistance because people are like, oh, hang on a minute. Hang on. If I reply to this, she's going to try and sell, sell, sell. I'm not ready for that. Whereas creating curiosity is what you're doing, which is makes people kind of like, oh my God, I want it. 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 That's super, super cool. I, I, I'm a big fan, obviously, of attraction marketing. I love that you went for the action marketing first and the attraction marketing started to kick in. So you got a little yeah. bit structured about it. Do you prefer Facebook or Instagram? Instagram. I better results from Instagram. Yeah, so I didn't start getting messages on Facebook until I did a live. Mm -hmm. And I was that person that was like, I'm not doing lives. I'm not doing lives. Like they used to scare me so much. I used to be the person that cried to my tutor at uni because I couldn't speak in front of anyone. I had zero confidence. It was horrendous. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've been through a proper journey and it is literally thanks to network marketing that I am now this confident person you see today but I didn't get messages on Facebook until I did a live uh so I literally have built my entire business through Instagram thinking now I couldn't tell you one person in my team that I've found on Facebook it's all through Instagram and then moving it over to Facebook into like group into like your Facebook groups yeah so opportunity groups and then I speak to everyone on Facebook Mm -hmm. ah okay so you use the message the Facebook messenger yeah yeah so I use messenger for prospects and then when they fully sign up move it over to whatsapp I think I got that off you yeah you probably I'm sure it was where you (laughs) said I I swear whatsapp should be paying me commission Because the number of people I've got be like, don't be text, don't be messaging your team on it. Like, keep it clean for prospecting. Like, what's that? What's that? And then don't even open your WhatsApp till like 11 a.m., 12 p.m. So you prospect first, right? That's fun. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> uh, you're awesome. You're awesome. <laughs> so do you? Okay. So you've said that you started. You know, you started to get people reaching out when you did a Facebook Live. Are you still doing any sort of live video or not? Yeah, so I still make sure that I post on Facebook like pretty much every day. Um, That's something that I've always been consistent with because you don't know who's watching you on which platform. Mm -hmm. I have had some really amazing leads on Facebook, but they've probably just never really followed through or they've joined and then you know they've dropped off that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And it's not that I have an issue with Facebook. It's just that I've literally just used Instagram, but I do make sure I'm constantly doing my promotion shout outs, like welcome posts, um, all the attraction marketing on Facebook. And I do make sure I do lives every now and then, but I'm not one of those people who's live every week, probably should be, 
Um, you know, I think now that I've got my podcast and stuff, maybe could go live on Facebook as well. But I am, I'm probably doing Instagram lives more than Facebook lives at the minute. Hey, which is which is totally cool. Like, hey, if if, if Instagram is your place, then Instagram is your place. That's that's important. Are you someone who posts once a day or five times a day? So Facebook, I would say maybe two times max as a status. Mm -hmm. Stories, however many I want, as long as it's not like too many and people just stop watching. Um, Instagram, grid posts, so like actual posts on Instagram, I always say between one to three a week. So I think it's so important to be consistent on there because... Some people are scrollers, some people are story watchers, mm-hmm. and you need to make sure that you're getting everyone. Um, but yeah, definitely do still make sure that I post on Facebook. Well, we're, like, we're, 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 in, we're in a situation now on Instagram, whereas if you have, if you have a, a great image and you want to tell a story through that image, you're actually better off using the image as the cover photo of a reel and then yeah. telling the story as a reel. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm obsessed with reels. <laughs> right. Like I, I genuinely believe the next nine posts, every, everyone who's listening to this right now, the next nine Instagram posts you do should all be reels, but they will appear and look like a grid photo because the cover photo is the same photo that you're going to be using on your grid anyway. But when people scroll past, it, it looks cool on the grid. They click on it. And it's like, Whoa, I wasn't expecting, and then it, it gets just goes crazy, 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 crazy. I love reels. I was actually recording a reel like five minutes before I jumped on this video. <laughs> oh, well. so you hey, you have a podcast. Um, yeah. what is the podcast called? So it's BYD Build Your Dreams Podcast. Love it. So BYD Build Your Dreams Podcast. So is it on Spotify? Apple. Yeah, Spotify, Apple, like pretty much everywhere. Um, I record it on Anchor. So it's love it. Yeah, go on. Anchor's awesome. So what if someone was to go over there and be like, I love podcasts, like ah, this is amazing. And they go over to to, to, to Build Your Dreams podcast. What are they going? What are they gonna get? What are they gonna learn? What are they gonna discover? So you're gonna see an absolute loads of different kinds of positivity um a lot of it is about mindset self-belief confidence I actually uploaded one today about how to raise your vibrations if you're having a bad day um because I think that's so important it's it's good to normalize for people to have bad days because it's normal you can't be a positive fairy all the time (laughs) um but there's money mindset over there which that's probably been the most successful one with the most views Mm -hmm. it's the money mindset one so talking about blockages that people have with money um so at the minute it is a lot of mindset rather than network marketing but kind of linking in the network marketing with the mindset kind of stuff i love it so here's what i want you to do guys what i want you to do is if you've loved this episode be sure to smash the subscribe button leave a five star rating review but this is what i want you to do it's, you know, it takes a bit of courage to come onto this podcast. It, it sounds crazy to say this, right? But I reach out to her. So I saw Laura, I, I follow Laura. Obviously I saw her stories, saw she was doing her podcast. I was like, Laura, fellow podcaster, like let's have you on the show. I can help promote your podcast because I just love podcasts. I think they're absolutely amazing. Um, and anyone who's prepared to give value with the intention of giving value, like I want to help them out too. So, but it's very, very difficult when you're doing a podcast, because we're on Zoom right now, and it's literally, it says Fraser Brooks, host me, 
and then Laura Hibbert, right? That's it. That's all it says. There's no one else. There's no comments. There's no emojis. There's no clapping. There's no raging. There's no ranting. There's no nothing going on. It's just, it's just me and Laura just having a conversation. So how does she get the feedback? How does she know if she was good? How does she know if it was like, she's going to come off and feel like, yes, that was amazing. But how does she get the validation, right? Apart from what me. Was saying, it? Did I do okay? Like, oh my God, I don't know. And she's there like for weeks and weeks waiting for the episode to launch. So I want you to do her and me a massive favor. Take a screenshot of what's on your device right now. It should be the Network Marketing Ninja Podcast uh, artwork with my crazy kind of photo. And then add that onto your Instagram stories tag me at Fraser Brooks online and tag Laura at Laura Hibbert 96 96 at Laura Hibbert 96 um, and let her know let me know uh, just in like a little one-liner on there like how much or what your big how much you loved about this podcast how much you love this podcast um, what value you got what your bingo got even if you just love the energy, if you want to just throw three fire emojis on there, uh, because I know it'll make Laura, Laura and I smile uh, and we can reshare that, give you some love uh, and engage with as many people as, as we can. So Laura, I appreciate you. Uh, I really, really do. Thank you so much for hanging out with me on this podcast. And uh, yeah, I look forward to giving you a high Thanks five. Thanks for having me. It's been amazing. I'm so happy. Thank you so much for having me. You're more than welcome. All right. See you soon, guys. See you on the next episode. Bye-bye.